Food is fuel for your body, your mind, and definitely your sport. But let's face it, nutrition is confusing and the expectations on girls and women to be thin and have a six pack are exhausting. If you've ever been frustrated with your body, confused about nutrition, obsessed with eating healthy or guilty when you don't, underate, overate, or overtrained and overwhelmed with all the pressure, then this podcast is for you. Nutrition can be easy. You can take control of it, but it might start with letting go of control by asking for help and making a change. I'm Lindsay Elizabeth Cortez, sports dietitian and owner of Rise Up Nutrition, where I empower female athletes to overcome nutrition concerns and perform at their highest level, to stop being confused by all the mixed or harmful messages, and finally have confidence in your body as a fierce, fit, and fueled female athlete. I'm here with Kelly. She is the parent of one of my recent clients, and she just finished the client, your daughter, of course, just finished our female athlete system of transformation. And we thought it'd be really special to have Kelly's perspective as a parent, as a mom, come on this podcast and share her experiences and journey with her daughter and with working with with us here at Rise Up Nutrition. So Kelly, thank you so much for sharing and being willing to come on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, When I was going through this journey, it would have been nice to have heard from another parent. So I was happy to do this. Yeah, of course. So I thought we could start with you just telling us I know the story, but you telling us, you know, how you found out about me and Rise Up Nutrition and just like that beginning the process of seeking help. Well, um, I didn't find you. My daughter Kendall found you because she had been having a lot of GI issues prior to finding you for a good year. She couldn't, like she was having problems pooping. I guess it sounds odd, but uh, she was having problems with that just stomach issues, always nauseous, exhausted. And we were going to different specialists. We went to two GI specialists. Of course, our primary physician had lots of tests done. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And she was just so tired of being sick. And she's the one who started searching on the internet, like, what is wrong with me? Why can't people figure out what is wrong? And she came to me and she said, mom, I have, I think I have this thing called red S. And I was like, well, that's interesting. But I didn't, I don't know. I was like, let's listen to the doctors, (laughs) you know? Um, And so finally at the end of summer, she came to me and she said, mom, I've been listening to Lindsay from Rise Up Nutrition and I really want to work with her. I need help. And I think she can help me. And she had been following for you for a while and listening to your podcasts. And she said um, one thing that really made an impact was one time you messaged her while she was on there and said, are you okay? And nobody had said that to her. And so she just felt like, wow, this person actually cares, you know? And so, and then she started to engage in conversation with you. And, and then she came to me and said, can I work with her? And of course, as a parent, I'm like, I don't know somebody off the web. <laughs> right. right. You know, I don't know about this, honey. We have specialists and stuff and they're not helping. And she's like, please. And I'm like, okay. So then we had our video chat and right away I felt like you, you understood us. 
more than any of the doctors that we've been seeing for so long. And so we began our journey with you and it was the best, the best 12 weeks I I could say, like it made such an impact in all of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to bring this up because I have that insecurity a lot as a professional that I'm like, well, I found your daughter through Instagram or something, you know, and I have that insecurity of how are parents receiving that or, you know, if I hop on the phone with somebody before the parents are even involved and there's could be a little like sketchiness to that. But from my perspective, like Kendall was somebody who was engaging with our content and, you know, commenting on posts. And and when I know that a lot of my content addresses red S, energy deficiency, disordered eating, and I see somebody who's commenting and liking and it just makes me question, you know, are, are you okay? Exactly. And so it's nice to start that conversation. And then when it's the appropriate time, or if this person really does need help, bring that parent in. And, and so, yeah, I think it's good to hear your perspective that, you know, we'll get on the phone, we'll talk through it and make sure it's the right thing, because this is a a specialty. This is not to say that in person people can't help or there aren't doctors that specialize in this, but depending where you live in the country and who you're seeing, it might be really difficult to find somebody who can address the needs of energy deficiency or amenorrhea in female athletes. And so, you know, having a service that's available across the country can be so helpful. Well, and and also when we contacted you, we had talked to her specialist, one of her GI specialists, and Kendall at that point said, I think I have an eating disorder. And she didn't know it when we were in the emergency rooms. And that was one thing I wanted to talk to you about. But when she finally said, yes, I have an eating disorder and I need help, we talked to the doctors and they put in a referral and the, for a disorder, for disordered eating clinic. And at the time she was a child. So she, she just turned 18 and the, the, the request was denied that we couldn't get help. And so then I was like, well, what do we do now? And Kendall said, well, that happens sometimes if you, if you're not a certain BMI or you're, if you're not like on death's door, (laughs) you know, they don't want to to help you uh, instead of preventing that from happening. So when Kendall found you, we needed immediate help. We needed help. You know, we were in crisis. And so um, the fact that you said, yes, let's get started now was just such a relief. She and I both that afternoon after we talked to you felt like the world was lifted off our shoulders because we had a guide. I always call you our our guide. You know, when Kendall comes to me for advice, I'm like, let's just ask Lindsay. She's our guide through this journey. I don't know. I've never been through this before. And you can look things up on the internet and and whatnot, try to do it yourself, but you need somebody there to tell you what's going right, what's going wrong, you know, because when you're, when you're a parent and you don't know a lot about disordered eating, or if you're the person who's in it, you can't trust what you think, you know, because there's so many things that are going through your head of what could help or not help. And, and so you need a professional. Yeah. You know, and I'm curious too, when Kendall finally said to you, like, I think I have an eating disorder. How did you as a parent react or respond to that? Because is is it something that you really had considered as being what was going on with her? No. So 
that's one thing that I wanted to bring up. We had been in the emergency room two separate times because Kendall couldn't have a bowel movement. So to give you perspective, she was taking meta, um, what's it called? Miralax, mm-hmm. Angelos. She was, we, you know, the, the GI specialist said, well, let her have her take a magnesium citrate. That's the stuff that they give you for a colonoscopy, right? So she was, she would take two bottles of that. She would take Exlax or Cina. I'm, I'm talking at the same time and she couldn't. Gosh. And so we would have to go to the emergency room because she hadn't pooped in like a week and she was feeling terrible and they would have to do a clean out. It happened twice. And the times when we were in the emergency room, the doctors would look at us, you know, pulled Kendall aside separately, pulled me aside separately and said, do you think your daughter has an eating disorder? And I said, no, I see her eat all the time. She's really healthy. She eats all these vegetables and, you know, she's, and she ate quite often, but it was always vegetables or something, you know, quote unquote, or healthy. Right. And my husband is a PE teacher and we're just both like, wow, look how healthy Kendall is. You know, (laughs) I wish we could be like that, Mm -hmm. but we didn't realize, and neither did Kendall because after we would come home from the emergency room, I said, you know, do you think you have an eating disorder? She's like, no, mom, I eat. And we really wish somebody would have said to Kendall, how much are you eating? What are you eating? And then how much are you exercising? Because this was a lot of this. It was all during quarantine and she was bored. She was doing online school and she had, and she was taking college courses as a senior too, but she really didn't have anything else to do. So we had a garage gym. And she would go out there and exercise for hours. And I mean, my husband and I at first were just like, that's kind of a red flag. Like, why is she doing that? And and I would talk to her and she's like, I have nothing else to do. So I just want to get healthy and I want to, you know, be my best and I want to run a Spartan race. And so we didn't put two and two together. And I wish somebody, one of the doctors would have told us or questioned like what she was eating and how she was exercising and Cause it's not up to me to diagnose it as an eating disorder. I'm not a professional. Right. And I did ask one of her specialists after, you know, when we stopped seeing them, how come that never came up? And the doctor, it made sense. She said, well, first we have to rule out any medical issues that could be happening, which they did. And mm-hmm. then we can start looking at behavior. But to me, it seems like they should have done it the other way around because we spent a lot of time trying to figure out medical issues when maybe if she just would have eaten enough and rested, we wouldn't have had to to do all of that. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I think it's tough to figure out which route to go first because it is important to rule out certain medical conditions. But but with that, I mean, a disordered eating and an eating disorder is a medical condition. So, but I, I love how you highlighted, you know, that just eating, that that's not the only question to ask, you know, is she eating? There's so many other forms of disordered eating besides just eating a small amount or a very low calorie intake. It's what are you eating? Is it enough for what you're doing? How much are you exercising? What types of foods are you eating or not eating and avoiding? And I think those were the questions that were missed. For you as a parent, it is it is difficult to figure that out because 
on the outside, you're thinking, okay, my daughter's exercising. That's healthy. She's eating vegetables. That That's healthy. And I, you know, I said to you a thousand times, Kelly, like there was probably nothing you did in this process, you know, that would have helped you sooner in realizing this besides just getting to the right professional to say, well, actually, you know, she needs to eat more for what she's doing because this is just the society we live in that kind of glorifies eating vegetables and exercising. Yes. Well, and I also want to say, I, as a parent, I was very proactive in trying to get her help because I mean, she could, she would do her workout and then she was done for the day. She would be sick and in her bed and crying. You know, so it was like, there's something wrong. And when she was in the hospital, I mean, we realized her pulse was at 32 beats a minute. And so I took her to a a cardiologist and they did all these tests. She wore a monitor for a week. She ran on the treadmill and they just said, well, she's very athletic. That's why her heart beats so low. And I still was just like, that still seems really low. (laughs) It's too low. And then she hadn't had a period for almost a year. And, and so we took her to, I took her to a gynecologist and the gynecologist just said, oh, well, she's just very athletic. That's normal that she doesn't have a period. So everybody's telling me that she's normal. The GI specialist, they're not finding anything wrong. The cardiologist, the gynecologist, everybody's saying she's fine. And I'm like, she's not, (laughs) she's She's not, she's not fine at all. So that was just frustrating. Yeah, very frustrating. And that's where, you know, you were so persistent. Your motherly instinct was just kicking in hard and you're just kept searching for different help because it wasn't the answer that you were going to accept. And, you know, I think this is too with maybe it's just our medical system here in the US. It's great to have specialists, but then it's like, okay, well, one person only looked at her heart rate and another person only looked at her missing period. And another person was only looking at her GI stuff instead of putting it all together, putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So, I mean, I'm glad that they were there for her, but I mean, it, it didn't give us any answers until we spoke to you. And and I was just amazed at how quickly she recovered after working with you as well. That's why we call it the fast track. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it, it wasn't an easy journey. No. But it, I mean, it worked. Um, so, yeah. And I just also want to say like getting the help at the right time, it's not just the health that deteriorates the the child or whoever's in the disordered eating pattern, you just lose out on life. You know, I feel like for a year, we, I missed my daughter, you know, she was just so sad. And going through the modules with you, I realized like, you know, she didn't have the hormones and endorphins and everything to make her a happy kid. And I mean, she even missed her high school graduation because she was so sick. And so you just miss out on so much of life and and for what, you know? So, yeah. So let's talk about like going through the process of working together. You know, you as a parent were very involved in a good way. You know, I it's tough with teenagers. I feel like you want them to take ownership of this and take accountability for themselves. Also, different family dynamics, maybe. There's fighting going on um, with, you know, you need to eat this. No, I don't want to. Or them trying to establish autonomy and do things on their own. You were such a great support system for your daughter throughout this process. But 
I know that probably wasn't super easy on either of you <laughs> either. So I would love to hear just from your perspective, this this was a program for Kendall, for your daughter, but what was that experience like for you kind of going through it alongside her? Well, I have to start off, and um, Kendall and I talked about this, the big difference probably between my relationship with Kendall and other parents of kids with eating disorders, Kendall wanted help. So I didn't have that battle where I was fighting with her about what she was eating or worried. I mean, we were, we were both worried together. I don't know if that makes sense. She, and she didn't, in the back of her mind, she knew she had an eating disorder, but she still wanted to recover, you know? And I think that's a big hurdle that I didn't have to go through. Thank goodness. She was ready when she came to me and was able to admit it. She was ready to get better because she was so sick of being sick. I think this is good to pause and highlight it though, because yeah, when a parent is looking for help for their daughter or child and that child isn't ready for it yet, it's very difficult. And as a parent, you've got to keep doing anything and everything to care for your child. But I just think even that that bit of information about the child has to be ready themselves is important so that somebody in a different situation to you isn't beating themselves up, you know, to know that it's, there's that level of, they have, they have to be wanting and willing to make a change. Right. And, and Kendall did share with me two years ago, she said she would, and I had no idea. She said she had disordered eating patterns that I was unaware of where she would, she had a friend who was very critical of her and her appearance. So I put friends in quotes, you know, air quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Kendall would go for days, like a couple days without eating, and then she would binge. And she didn't focus on the, the starving herself. She focused on that she had binged and would be mad at herself. And then that cycle would continue. But what I'm saying, I'm saying this about is I didn't even see that as a parent. I didn't even know that was happening. And so you can't like as a parent, you can't beat yourself up because that was, she was being so secretive about that. And she didn't even mm-hmm. realize that that was a disorder. She was just feeling bad about herself and how could she fix that? So, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's hard as a parent because you want to find out like, what did you do wrong? But you can't, that gets you nowhere. You know, you have to just move forward and say, how can I help my kid and go from there? Because as a parent, you're going to make mistakes. And, and if a person has an eating disorder, it's it's nothing that you, well, I, I can't say for everybody, but it's like, it's nothing you did. It's just something that's going on with them, you know, because people can be critical of others and not go into that pattern of disordered eating, right? So that's right. just with, with who they are and it's good to get help. Right. So, so for you, it was you and Kendall were in that situation where, you know, both of you were on the same page going through this journey together. Yes. Yes. And one thing that I would say as a parent, I I learned from some mistakes uh, to support Kendall on this journey. I didn't offer solutions. Kendall didn't want to hear solutions. And, you know, she, we left those solutions to you and to Jenna. And I just listened to be honest, I was tired of trying to find solutions and running to different doctors, you know, but I knew I didn't have answers. And sometimes I would think, oh, well, what if Kendall did this? And I would 
give her a suggestion and it would just turn into anger. Kendall, I think you should eat some more. or I think you should do. And she would just say, mom, I got this. And so I think it's important as a parent to just back off and just be there to listen. And I learned that when Kendall would have meltdowns about being, you know, so sick and frustrated, that usually is the time you jump in and say, well, what if you do this? Because you want to make it all better. And I just learned to say, that must feel terrible, Kendall. I can't, I feel so bad for you. You know, tell me more and just let me know how I can help. And I think that that definitely helped our relationship because I was just supporting her rather than trying to fix her. I think that's great advice. And I can only imagine how hard that was for you to do though. (laughs) Just, you know, because your role as a mother is to fix things and to make things better for your daughter. But but you did in acting just as the support. You you were doing exactly that. You were making things better for her, and you were helping fix it. And re- and that's where that outside source, you know, myself and our other nutrition coach Jenna, you know, we could be the solution finders, and you could be the support. I I couldn't I couldn't go through it anymore. You know, you just get so tired as a parent trying to fix and find, and it just it wears you down. So it was nice to hand over the reins and say, okay, Lindsay, tell us what to do. I, I'm so <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. And the other thing I would say to parents, I mean, get help for your, your child, but I also found it helpful to get help for myself. So Kendall, she saw you and, Je- and Jenna. She also um, goes to a therapist who specializes in eating disorders because there are other issues, you know, why did this start that you want to get to? But as a parent, it was hard on me because after I would talk with Kendall in her room, she didn't know this, but a lot of times I would go in my room and just cry. And I didn't want her to see that. And so I just needed somebody. Sorry, I'm going to cry. It's okay. I just needed somebody to talk to. Because it's a lot on your shoulders. I'm good. <laughs> I love Take your time. Mm, but it is, it is hard. <laughs> also really good advice to, to recognize that if your daughter is the one with the eating disorder, you are still being affected by it. And what is the help that you need? What's the support that you need? I know, and that's actually something when I started working with you, Kelly, I had only recently started up doing kind of like parent calls and stuff like that. So that's now part of our programming here at Rise Up Nutrition is just a little more often. We've always kept open doors for phone calls and emails with parents of our clients. But more recently in this past year, just making it more frequent of doing a parent newsletter and parent group calls twice a month just to try and provide that extra support on the other half of what's going on or kind of the behind the scenes, like you said, you know, behind your closed doors, how you were dealing with it. And I'm just curious to hear if that was a helpful part of this process for you too. Oh, definitely. The very first parent phone call I went on with you, there were probably about five other parents on there or six other parents. And it was just nice to know that I wasn't alone, that other people had gone through it. We're starting the journey at different points in the journey. 
uh, just to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that this will get better. And that's such a relief when you're beginning the journey, because it just seems like, is this ever going to end? You know, it's just so emotionally and physically draining. So it was nice to have that support. And it was also nice to be able to talk to you and just get your advice, like on how to talk to my daughter or, you know, Kendall would say, well, this is what I talked with Lindsay about. And I would always be like, I want to talk with Lindsay too and see if that's okay. And, or she would say, you know, she said I could run a mile every day and I'm like, or a couple, however many miles a day. And I'm like, that seems like a lot. So I could reach out to you and you'd be like, well, I think she misunderstood. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it was nice to have the checks and balances and not have to con- confront my own daughter. You know, you could that over and she wouldn't even know. Well, now she'll know if she listens to this, that we had talked about it. <laughs> so, But I think, um. Yeah. Also, from my perspective, it's helpful too because my relationship with every client is is so important and and intimate of working directly with them and helping them through things. But the insight I get from the parents of well, this also happened, or you know, things that I just don't hear about. Again, it puts the pieces of the puzzle together, and so that communication that I had with you throughout this process was so helpful. So that, you know, I knew, well, I talked to Kendall about X, Y, and Z, but, you know, I didn't hear about A, B, and C. So in my next session, I can work that in and 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 address those things because they're going to make a huge impact. So it went both ways, Kelly. But it was, it was very helpful. And yeah, so keep that, keep doing that. <laughs> and parents, if you, if your child is in the program, Take advantage of it as well. You know, dial in. It it might seem awkward at first, but what I've learned is there's no shame in sharing your journey. And it's actually, it helps others as well. So um, feel free to talk to other people and get that support that you need. Yeah. So could we do a little fast forward? You know, we've talked about kind of what Kendall was struggling with for about a year prior to coming to Rise Up Nutrition and why she did find that this program, both of you found that this program seemed to be the solution. So where is she now? We did, we did 12 weeks of working together, which is really not much considering, you know, more than a year of these concerns. You know, where's the kind of quick recap of where's Kendall now? Well, Kendall, um, she is a college student now. She's moved out of the house. She's in an apartment with three other roommates and she is, just doing so much better. She's finally happy. Like I have my daughter back. She was just home last night. Uh, and so this morning we had breakfast together and, you know, I, I asked her, what do you think is your biggest transformation? And she said, I have a life now and food is no longer my life. Everything used to revolve around food. And if she could eat something, you know, it was if she ate, she had to exercise. She couldn't eat unless she exercised, that kind of thing. And she's like, Mom, I'm just, I don't think about that anymore. I just think I need to eat some breakfast and I got to get going. And I have so many other things in my life that food isn't the end all. Food and exercise isn't everything anymore. And mm-hmm. as a parent, that just, uh, it just makes me so relieved. She still has issues, you know, when it comes to her body image with that. And she'll still, she still says she has disordered eating thoughts, but then they, they go away. 
And mind you, it's only been 12 weeks that she's worked with you. So this is just incredible to me. She did have difficulty when she was gaining the weight back, accepting that. And one thing that we both talked about is just, hey, you just need to respect your body and give it what it needs. You may not love it or how or like how it looks, but you at least need to respect it. And she's learned to do that. She's learned to say, okay, if I want to have a life and be able to function and go to school and have fun with friends, I need the energy to do that. And so I need to fuel myself. And I'm not perfect in how I look. If that's her thoughts, of course, as a mom, I think she looks perfect, you know, but, um, but I'm, but she's okay with that. And, and she's learned to accept that. And, and yeah, so it's, she's just in such a better place and not to say that everything goes away and it's all peachy keen and rainbows. Um, there are nights she'll call me and we'll FaceTime and she's breaking down again, but I found that she comes out of those faster. Her breakdowns and her meltdowns and depression used to last days and now it you know, the next morning I'll check in with her and she'll be like, I'm good. You know, I'm fine. I just needed to talk it out. Yeah. And I think that's what's I do want to always make clear, you know, I call it the fast track for a reason, but it's, you're going to overcome your major obstacles, see huge transformative results, and then have all the tools in your toolbox so that you can continue to apply them to life. You know, it would be naive to think that, nobody would ever have a body image concern or a difficult day or a disordered thought. But if you know how to overcome that thought, if you know how you don't, if you know that you don't have to take action on that thought and that thought can dissipate and go away. And if you can accept a bad body image day and still respect your body and then, you know, be excited when you have a good body image day, that progress, like these 12 weeks is just the beginning of this journey for, you know, really the rest of her life of learning how to fuel and respect her body. And uh, the other thing I, I I have to say about your program, there's so many great things about it, but I, I mean, I'm a sad that the reason why it brought us to you ever happened, but I'm so glad that it did happen because Kendall went through this this summer before she, you know, leaves the house and goes off to college. And she and I both got educated about, you know, how we should eat that food. All food is fuel. I love that saying, you know, um, and it's mm-hmm. so true. And she learned, you know, how to properly, you know, support her health and her body in such a great way that's aside from diet culture. And she's, you know, she just turned 18 and I'm learning this at 51. And I'm just like, Kendall, you are so lucky that you don't have to go decades thinking the wrong way you know, about food and your body. I, I wish somebody would have educated me when I was a teenager and I could have lived such a happier life and not such a critical life or, you know, glomming onto this diet or that diet to try to fix things about myself. And I'm just, and, and what Kendall will say too is she can, she and I both, we can recognize people who might be going through disordered eating now where we wouldn't before on social media or friendships. One thing that I think is funny is, you know, sometimes girls, we always talk about our weight, right? And uh, 
Kendall was eating the other day and one of her friends said, oh, I wish I could have a piece of pizza. I don't remember what it was. And she's like, girl, you can, you know, <laughs> so we put all yes. these limits and it's like, go ahead and eat. It's fine. You can eat. And we, so it's so good to be educated at a young age and thank you for that. And, and, and at my age too, like it gave me such freedom and it, I learned to accept myself and I had gone through, you know, Weight Watchers and, you know, I grew up in, in diet culture and it was freeing to just say, you know what, I'm going to eat what I need to eat and I'm going to love myself. And there you go. And I've just been so much happier and had more energy So, you know, she and I both transformed through the process. Yeah, this was a two for one. It was. (laughs) (laughs) It was. But yes, I I think that's so important because actually, Kelly, were you even like aware of that concept of diet culture before working? Yeah. Right. I I don't know if I can say brand names. Can I say brand names? Sure. So I had been on Weight Watchers for four years and I had lost... 35, 40 pounds. I was running a 5k every month, but it was hard to sustain that. I was so proud of myself and I thought I was being so healthy and it, and it was healthy ish, ish, right? <laughs> but it wasn't sustainable. And what we're told is healthy is really unhealthy. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, if it was healthy, you could keep it up. And I was very dedicated and and, you know, and then I felt terrible about myself when I couldn't sustain that. And it's not to say that I'm not healthy now. I'm just, I can't fit those different diet regimens in my life. It just doesn't work. So I have to find what works for me. Well, and beautifully said that if, if it's deemed healthy, but it's unsustainable, then is how can it really be healthy? You know? Health is something that should be sustainable for your lifetime and the way you eat, the way you move your body. And that's when we, when we're really trying to define health, whether it comes down to blood biomarkers or absence of chronic disease and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's going to matter what you do consistently over your lifetime. And so it has to be sustainable. And I'm just so glad you brought this up, Kelly, because this fast track program is great for people like your daughter, high school, college athletes who resonate with disordered eating anywhere on that spectrum. It doesn't have to be anything diagnosable. You don't have to be a certain weight. You don't even have to resonate with that term. You know, I think Kendall did come to the realization of I think it's an eating disorder, but not all of our clients do. But with that said, I have had women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s in this program because just as you experienced as a mother, you know, you never got the help when you were 18 or you were never told at age 25, you know, not to go on this crazy diet. And so this information is helpful no matter your age and no matter if if this is a, you know, I'm going to the hospital with digestive issues or just I'm in this cycle of unsustainable eating and exercise habits. You know, there are so many things people can learn in freeing themselves from diet culture and finding balance in their eating and exercise behaviors. Yes. Yes. And, and 
also just learning to give yourself grace and forgiveness and not beat yourself up because you don't fit a certain mold or a certain lifestyle or it just, it, when, what I learned from the modules from you is, you know, how to eat, what to eat, but not in a diet kind of way. Not in a strict way. This is what food does for you and try to have a balanced meal plan. And it just is so strange because most, you know, diets tell you to cut something out or to, you know, limit, restrict so much. And it just backfires when you really just need to listen to your body and educate yourself on what food does for you. And then incorporate all of that, you know, in a way that you can live (laughs) and not not be hungry all the time or exhausted. If you listen to your body, it will tell you what it needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Such a simple concept, (laughs) but, um, I think guidance in that process helps, helps you really get to that place too. Yes, for sure. Don't just, this is not, you know, a course in a nutshell here. You need to go through 12 weeks because there's a lot to learn in that process that lets you do that. Now you mentioned that, you know, Kendall said her biggest transformation is that her life isn't revolving around food. She can eat and move on with the rest of her life. Is that for you in your perspective, is that her biggest transformation or do you have a different view of what her biggest transformation is? My biggest, what I see it in Kendall is she has learned to, well, of course she's eating better and, you know, she's learned to that balance in her life. But for me, it's just, she's gone from such a, how do you say it? She just was so critical of herself and unhappy to a girl who is just having a great life and making friends has energy is more, she used to be super shy and now she's so, she has so much more confidence. She's so much more outgoing. Like I saw such a change. And I think what a lot of it has to do with is she's fueling herself and when you don't fuel fuel yourself, when you don't feed yourself what it needs, you don't have the energy to do any of that. You're just tired and depressed and you don't know why. And so then you beat yourself up more. And it just is this terrible cycle where it, it's just so simple. Just eat something you know, and let yourself have rest and be kind to yourself. But we are we're so much taught not to do that. Mm-hmm. To, to process reach. of unlearning. Right. And, and there's all these unattainable goals that Kendall would set for herself or, or they seemed unattainable to me, but she was able to reach them in unhealthy ways. Right. And it's like, why, why do you set these goals that are so hard to reach and then beat yourself up and just stop, like break that cycle, you know, of what you think you should look like, what, you know, you look on social media and you want to look like these certain people and you don't know the story behind what, how they got there and what they went through. You know, if Kendall had a post, you know, of, of a picture of herself when she was at her thinnest, she would have been smiling and so happy. And nobody would have known in the background that that took 
all of her energy that day. And she was sick the rest of the night and couldn't poop for three days. You know, so it's just, yeah. So she's changed from, from a, a such a, a dark time in her life to such a nice, bright, happy time and a, such a different person. Yeah. I'm get, I got back a better version of my daughter is what I like to say. Yeah. Beautifully said. And and she is just a wonderful shining light in this world. She was such a pleasure to work with. And that's actually one of my favorite things about my job is 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 seeing their transformation. Like I'm, you know, I'm not their parent or anything, but I can see by the end of working with someone that I'm like, wow, you're so fun, your personality, you know, and versus in the beginning, not to say that she was miserable, but she was in a dark place. And so it was very, it was this very, you know, critical time in her life. And I could see within our sessions and as the weeks go on, you know, her personality coming out and I never knew what her personality was before. Right. So it's kind of for you, you know, you get your daughter back. And for me, it's like, I'm meeting a whole new person by the end of it. And it, and it just, the other thing too, is her body is, of course, it's different than other people. Everybody's body is different. But if she doesn't fuel herself like she should, then her body reacts immediately. So mm-hmm. she'll get exhausted or she won't be able to have a bowel movement or she'll start to feel nauseous. And I'm always thankful that that happens because it puts her back on track. But her mood also changes and she'll notice that as well. So if she starts to get angry and down and sad, you know, I always, you know, tell her her gut and her brain are so connected. And I, and so, you know, it's like, did you eat enough? Well, maybe I didn't, you know, did you, did you rest? Maybe you need to take some time to rest. And so she sees that big body, you know, brain gut connection as well. And we never put two and two together before that. And so, yeah, when you have enough fuel and you've rested, and of course, exercise is important too, but when you have the right combination, then your personality can come out and you can have fun and have energy and be the real you, not the one who's sick and tired and sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Kendall at this time is so much more nourished, healthier. We've had some amazing physical progress when we talk about things like the return of a menstrual cycle and certainly not being in the emergency room with gut health issues, you know, every other day. And then we've had that huge mental transformation too, of her being happier, her being herself again, her rediscovering her relationship with exercise in a more positive way, showing more respect for her body and being able to eat and move on. And those are just some of the amazing things that she's done. And I'm just so grateful for both Kendall and for you that our paths crossed and that we got to help you along in this journey. Well, we are just, I don't know what we would have done without you, Lindsay. Um, I mean, it was a really dark time in both our lives. And you just, like I said, you were the guide. And I'm so thankful you were there because we were so lost. We didn't know how to get help. We didn't know what to do. It was just a, it was a really difficult time. And as soon as we let you take over and Kendall followed all of the modules and did what she was told to do, she, I mean, our lives changed. And, and one thing too, I want to say, 
that is really important. Kendall realized that even though the journey was difficult, that if she went back to disordered eating, she would have to reset again and go through it again. So it was one of these where it's like, just keep moving forward. Even if it's hard, just keep moving forward because you don't want to have to go back to where you were and go through this again to try to recover. And I think that's really important. And you guys helped her push along through those hard times in the, in the process, because it's not an easy process by any means, but it is one that you can get through. And, you know, I think I'll take this moment to explain to listeners why 12 weeks, (laughs) because it ties into exactly what you said. There are so many times in this journey where people do want to go back, you know, or, or, they want to, or they just want to give up or something. If you have an end date in mind, it helps you, you know, in that process versus if there was no end date, this can feel like a forever journey. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that her journey is completely over, right? But if you have an end date in mind, you can think, well, let me just do, you know, I've got one more session. I'm on week five. I've got the module to go over. I've got this challenge to do. And it pushes you along and you see an end date and it motivates you to move forward as opposed to going backwards or staying still. You know, there's other nutritional approaches. I could make it a six month program, but then people might get really stagnant during month two to four and make no progress because they think they have time. And so if we kind of keep that, and it works for athletes, for sure, who like to have a goal and, you know, in mind. So I think it worked really well for Kendall, who, who, you know, she is an athlete and she has that mindset of setting goals for herself and achieving them. And so that 12 week kind of allows for that of just do the next thing you know, do the next week, do the next module, show up for the next session. And and you see that progression week to week to week. So yeah. I also want to say that 12 weeks was important because one, when it was difficult, because when you start refeeding yourself, sometimes not every everybody's different, but some like for Kendall, she felt worse because her GI tract wasn't ready to accept all that food. And so she just needed to push through that. But then she would start feeling better and then she'd have days where she wouldn't feel good. And I would have to say, Kendall, you're only on week four. You know, you're expecting so much of yourself and you have X number of weeks to go. You know, you're only halfway through the journey. You're, And so it was a good reminder to her. And I think to anybody who's going through it, you want it to be over immediately. But when right. you have a 12 week, it also makes you give yourself some grace and say, okay, I'm only on week four. What do I expect? I need to mm-hmm. keep pushing through and not expect so much of it because you know that there's time. Healing takes time. It you does. know, it took Kendall a long time to get to the terrible point she was, you know, months and months of not fueling herself and uh, properly and over-exercising. But it's going to take, even you know, more time to, to undo all that damage. And you don't think you're damaging yourself, but you are and your body needs that time to heal. And so to be patient as well, to say, okay, I'm on, I'm on week seven. I have five more to go. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not immediately right now. It's all better, but I know it's going to get better. And, right. and that 
12 weeks. I don't know. I mean, you found a magic number because <laughs> she is doing so much better. You know, if, if you had said 10 or, you know, eight, we wouldn't have been through the journey yet. You know? Yeah, it's true. A lot of clients do start to, they have a mini freak out around week nine or 10. Oh my gosh, I'm coming to the end. And I'm like, you're actually not there yet. So pump the brakes. <laughs> And then that, and they get excited. Kendall got really excited around that time and wanted to do way more. And it was nice that you were able to say, hold on, because you're going to take step backwards if you do that. You know, you need, you need to keep resting, exercise and rest. The minute you told her she could run again, she wanted to go run, you know, six miles. And it's like, I can only run one. What? You know, (laughs) so it's, it's, yeah. You, you got to know that it's a, it's a process and it takes time where you are in that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kelly, I think you have just given parents so much advice and I'm so grateful to you that, that you could do this podcast and, and share your perspective and all this advice. Um, do you have any kind of final, final last tips or do you feel like you said it all? One thing, well, Kendall wanted me to give some advice to parents. So I asked her, like, what do you think parents need to know? And um, she said it was really what two things really helped her. One, we learned from you is to not comment on how they look or how other people look as they're going through the process. And I think even into the future, I mean, we kind of do that. I don't know why we do that. We feel we can judge people, but it's best to not say that, whether you think the person looks good or not. And the other thing that she said, she said it was really good to be able to go to the store and just pick out the foods herself. And she took ownership of what she was going to to eat. And I think that that was important to say, hey, I'm in charge now and I'm going to recover. And it wasn't a mom saying, you need to eat this or you need to eat that you know, to giving, give her, giving her the freedom and the trust to say, okay, go shop. What do you think? And I think that I don't, for her, that was really important. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's the body commenting thing is really interesting. Very important. The reason I say interesting is because we can throw out a recovery process, even want to say things of like, you look better, you look healthier. And those can actually even be difficult comments too. So it's like, it's, it's difficult, but if you cannot say anything, sometimes that is the best because I will tell you in that mindset. And if you're the one going through that process, even being told you look healthier, sometimes that word healthier can a disordered mindset can think that means something negative, right? So trying to not make comments on, on bodies at all of yourself, of each other, of friends, of other people, of teammates. And then, yeah, going back to taking ownership of, you know, Kendall too is at an age where it, that was super important, you know, for her to take ownership. But even for some parents of, uh, daughters who might be younger, 14, 15, that's still something to try and experiment with is, you know, having them pick their own foods. Because it's that level of autonomy and ownership that helps them take, you know, a good, healthy control of their nutrition choices. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say about the body commenting is your daughter is not going to believe you when you tell her that she looks good or looks healthy or she has in her mind how she looks. 
and you are not to contradict that. And so you'll just end up in a fight. <laughs> so, you know, or, or she'll think that you're a liar or, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, you can think how you think about what she looks like and she's going to have her own view of it. And at some point your daughter will come to you and tell you that she's feeling good about herself. And on that, on that day, just, like hug her and just be mm -hmm. so thankful that she's, she's there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, to Kendall, a just superstar client and just wonderful person in this world. I'm so excited for her and her future. And thank you, Kelly, for being well, first, I just have to say for just being an awesome mom, <laughs> you know, you're, Kendall is so lucky to have you as a mother, incredibly lucky. And thank you for being an awesome mom and an awesome resource for other parents who have children who might be struggling with these. We appreciate all of your feedback and advice today. Thank you for having me on. And I just hope I can help another mom out there who's struggling and wondering, what do I do? Call Lindsay. <laughs> That's what I would say. Call Lindsay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed that episode and thanks for listening. But before I let you go, I want to pause and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Female Athlete System of Transformation, aka a fast track to overcome disordered eating and use food as fuel to perform at your highest level. The Female Athlete System of Transformation is my unique program and proven systems to guide female athletes to understanding and implementing the proper nutrition for their sport, life, and health. Myself and my team of registered sports dietitians work one-on-one -on -one with clients to address their unique needs and counsel them through the nutritional and behavioral changes needed. Many female athletes who resonate with disordered eating, mental guilt around food and body, relative energy deficiency in sport or female athlete triad, amenorrhea, repeat injuries due to negligent nutrition, or frankly, just a lack of knowledge and understanding on their fueling needs have seen incredible success in the fast track. After years of working as a sports RD, I've compiled the most effective ways for female athletes to learn nutrition, be supported, be challenged, and ultimately find their success with fueling as fast as possible. So don't wait another day. Get to your goals faster by joining the Female Athlete System of Transformation. Look in the show notes or head to the website to book a free call and learn more. And I'll see you next time.